Hello and welcome to Account Instruction Help and How To. In this lecture, we're going to take a look at accounting building blocks. We're going to dive into the core of the accounting principles, that being the double entry accounting system. At the end of this, we will be able to define and describe the double entry accounting system, write down the accounting equation and define each individual part, define and describe debits and credits, define a balance sheet and list its parts, define an income statement and list its parts and explain the relationship between the balance sheet and the income statement. So that's going to be a lot to take in here. So you might want to look at this one a few times. This is going to be the major relationships. What we're really getting at is what is the double entry accounting system? What do the financial statements look like? And how do the financial statements relate to both the double entry accounting system and each other? So we have to take a look at all the financial statements as a whole really to get that big picture view and see how these things fit together. So this is one you may want to listen to a few times in order to get this relationships down. So we're going to start off by saying that the every business and accounting software uses the double entry accounting system. A lot of people don't really realize this, even people that work in the accounting department, because a lot of software out there basically is put together in such a way that we have to use the accounting system less use of the double entry accounting system. They're put in such a way that if we want data input, we can put data input into the system without really needing to know debits and credits in a similar way that we can put information into a calculator, get a result and not really understand the result. But if we really want to understand the result, if we want to know what's happening, we got to know what the system is doing in a similar way that we do when we think about uh, punching some numbers into a calculator. If we said five plus five and it spit out an answer and we have no idea what that answer means, that's going to be the problem. So within an accounting system, uh, it's very, it's not nothing wrong with putting in data and understanding how the system works and learning accounting through an accounting system within an accounting department. That's how many people pick up accounting. That's great. You can learn a lot by learning an accounting system. But it's, you really pick up a lot more value if we take a step back, which is what we'll do here, and look at the accounting system as a whole, look at the double entry accounting system, and that'll give bigger picture in terms of what the system is doing, how one department relates to basically another department. So many times, even in a large organization, uh, we're going to have to split up different departments. Accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll are usually in their own kind of areas. And they don't see, we don't get as big a picture to put everything together. A lot of times, smaller bookkeepers actually get see the big picture, although there's not as much detail because they're doing a lot more different areas because the accounting department is smaller. Bigger companies, we're going to be working in a specialized area. And we won't see as many different departments, but we have a lot to do within that one specialized area. So whatever software we're using, if we're looking like QuickBooks or Peachtree or whatever software, accounting software is out there, we are using the double entry accounting system. And we're going to dive into what the idea of the double entry accounting system is. So in order to do this, first I want to visualize a T account. So we're going to start off with our T account. We're going to start off looking at the debits and credits. Remember, this is the relation to the checkerboard. So we're visualizing our board. Visualize a giant T. It's a capital T. I have mine in red, so sometimes colors help to visualize. So I'm going to have mine in red. We have a capital T. On the left-hand side, we have debits. On the right-hand side, we have credits. So two columns. That's what the T is for, to provide those two columns. And then we're going to list out the accounts. Now, this is just something that we're going to have to memorize. So it's it's you're just going to have to memorize it at some point, just like we'd have to memorize how, how to put pieces on a board. And what we need to memorize is that the assets are going to be debit balance accounts. And liabilities are going to be credit balance account. Equity is generally going to be a credit balance account. Revenue is going to be a credit balance account. Debits are going to be, I mean, <laughs> expenses are going to be debit balance accounts. We're going to have to at some point start to memorize that. Now, for this lecture, you don't have to memorize that completely. 
just understand the concepts that we're going to have in here. And then later on, if, if you dive into accounting more, we're going to have to just basically memorize this in a similar fashion that we'd have to memorize how to lay out the checkerboard. And you might be asking, well, why is it this way? And the reason it's this way is it's, it's helping us to not make errors. If something is out of balance, then we have made an error. So the idea of this is to help us not make errors. A computer system, like an accounting software, will actually force us not to be out of balance. And that's why the computer system can use this and, and make it a lot easier for us. And we don't have to think about it as much because the system won't let us do something that'll be out of balance. But we need to do it manually in order to kind of understand what the system is doing. So if we, if we imagine our T account, we've got the uh, list of accounts. Now, we're going to say that the assets are debits, liabilities are generally credits, the capital account is going to be a credit, revenue is going to be a credit, and uh, expenses are going to be debits. If we think about the type of accounts within assets, the type of accounts within assets, I'm going to make my assets green over here. So the green, we're listing all the accounts that are on the debit side because they're asset, the green accounts. We have cash. That's what people owe us. We've got the accounts receivable. We've got supplies. We've got land. We've got equipment. Those are types of assets. Those are on the left-hand side of the T. I have mine in a green. Then we have the, uh, the accounts payable. Accounts payable being a liability. That's kind of like a credit card. We bought something on credit. These are things that we owe somebody else, owe a third party. It's things like accounts payable. I have mine yellow, so if the yellow means that it's a liability, it's on the credit side. We've got the notes payable. It's on the credit side. We've got the capital account. That's what's owed to the owner. It's going to be on the credit side too. So what's owed to the owner, the net book value, we'll talk more about that, is a credit. Revenue is actually a credit. Note that revenue is not the same thing as cash. Cash was an asset, a debit. Revenue is a credit, and it's uh, revenue, an income account. And then expenses are debits. So again, you don't have to get a complete picture of that, but what you want to see now, what you want to visualize is the left-hand side of the T account, the debits, and the right-hand side of the T account, the credits. If we added up all those columns, we added up both columns, the total for both, we would have a total that would be the same. The debits would equal the credits. That's part of our double entry accounting system. That's one way to format the double entry accounting system. And we'll talk about the accounting equation, which is another way. But I first want to just point out these debits and credits, which we will come back to at a later point. So now I'm going to take a look at the major statement that is the double entry accounting system. That's going to be the balance sheet. So the balance sheet reports assets, liabilities, and equity of the business at a specific point in time. So when we see the balance sheet, this as of a specific point in time is a big deal. Because what that means is we're reporting the thing where we are at at the date of the, of the financial statement. You can think of that similar if you're going to watch a movie and in a movie, let's say they started the movie out with the protagonist and the first shot is falling off a cliff. And it's a, you know, how did he do that? What is he's falling off a cliff? That's where he's at at that point in time. They, if that's the first shot that they gave in the movie and the protagonist is falling off a cliff, then we're going to want to say, hey, what's the story? That's going to be the story. It's kind of like the income statement. We're going to have to go back in time and say, okay, what happened? How did this guy end up falling off a cliff? If we, at that point in time, that's where the snapshot is. That's where it is. You can't change it. It is what it is. The guy's falling off a cliff right there. If we want to know how he got there, that's the story. That's the same thing for the balance sheet. It's, it's the snapshot. It's where we are at at a point in time. You can't change it. It is what it is. For example, if we have our assets, types of assets include cash. Cash is probably our favorite asset that we will think about most times when we think about cash. If I was to ask you or we were to ask some other person, you know, how much cash do you have on you? They, they could tell us. They may not want to tell us, 
but the, the, the answer is relevant. It can't change. It is what it is. The, the how much cash is there is how much cash is there. It is what it is as of that point in time. If we want to know how we got the cash, then we have to tell a story on that. Uh, same. So that's going to be our major asset. going to be cash. Uh, other asset being accounts receivable. That's what people owe to us. That's what people owe. So we did services and people owe us money. That's going to be asset because people owe us money. Things like supplies, land, uh, equipment. These are all assets. And the reason they're assets is because they're something that we own and we own them for the objective of generating revenue. That's our business objective in the future, meaning they, they haven't been consumed yet. If we have cash, it's an asset because we haven't used it yet. That's why we have it. Why do we have it in the business and not the personal account? Because we're going to use it to generate revenue in the future. So those are going to be our assets. Now, if we think about the, the other, the liability and the equity, you think about the um, balance sheet having two sides, the assets on the left-hand side, the liability and the equity will be on the right-hand side. So the liability represents what we owe to somebody else. So those are things that are like loans would be a personal liability. Student loans would be a personal liability. Mortgages, personal liability. Uh, credit card debt, personal liability. For the business, we have accounts payable. That's what we generally, the account will see a lot that we owe for the normal business or notes payable. I have mine in yellow, so the assets are green on the right. And the liabilities are yellow. Uh, I'm sorry, the assets are green on the left. <laughs> and the liabilities are yellow on the right. And then we have the equity. So the equity, that represents what is owed to the owner. So the equity represents what the owner is owed. And if we think about the business as a separate legal entity, or if we think about it just separate from us, even if we're a sole proprietor, then th th it makes sense that, the, that uh, the equity is what the business owes to us, the owner. The business is separate from us. Equity is, is the book value, the net book value that is owed to us. Now, if we think about the balance sheet, why is it in balance? Because the assets equal the liabilities plus the owner's equity. So we have a second way of, the double, of saying the double entry accounting system, of saying the thing is in balance. We talked about the total debits equaling the total credits. Now we're talking about the balance sheet's in balance. Well, the assets equal the liabilities plus the equity. Well, how are those two things related? They both relate to the double entry accounting system. Why have I been talking here about the balance sheet? And I haven't talked about anything about debits and credits, which is what we started with when we talked about uh, these things. And the reason is, is because the balance sheet is the end thing. It's the end statement. If we were to give the balance sheet to someone, if we work in finance, we may not know what debits and credits are at all. We just work with the end product, like the balance sheet. It's similar to if we were selling a house, we're going to show somebody the end product, the house. We're not going to show them the inside of the wall and see how the bricks were put together. But if we were going to build the house, <laughs> we would have to put the bricks together. And that's, that's what the debits and credits are. The debits and credits are kind of the bricks to put it together. The balance sheet is the end result. The balance sheet is actually a bit more bulky in some ways than uh, a debits and credit trial balance type thing. Uh, but it's in such a way that we have plus and minus numbers that an end user can then use without having to explain uh, the debits and credits. Now, if we were to put debits and credits into the balance sheet, if we were to imagine... Uh, just throwing a T account within the balance sheet and seeing which type of accounts land on the left-hand side, which types of accounts would be on the right-hand side. So I put a big red T in the balance sheet. We don't normally, we don't actually do this because we don't represent the balance sheet with debits and credits because people don't understand debits and credits. We need them to build the balance sheet. But if we were to do it, then the assets are typically going to be debit balance accounts. So I have the assets in green. They would be on the debit column of the, of the T account. And uh, then we have the liabilities, the yellow accounts. That's what we owe to someone else. They would be on the credit side. And we would have the equity. They would be on the credit side. 
So we just said that the balance sheet is in balance because the assets equal the liabilities plus the equity. And now if we break it out into our T accounts, if we were to see what the, what's behind the wall, what the, how the bricks are put together, we would see that the debits, uh, the, the assets are debits and the liabilities and equity are credits for the most part. There's exceptions to the rule that we'll, we'll get into at a later time, but that's it. So we can say that for the most part, we can say our, our double entry accounting system is in balance in two different ways. We said the total debits equal the credits. We say that the balance sheet is in balance. Those are two ways to say basically the same thing. Other thing to point out, we've talked about mentioned, is that uh, the capital account and the liabilities are on the same side. They're both credits. So they're kind of related. And again, if we think about the, the business as being separate, this is very clear in a corporation, but it's the same for a sole proprietor. We think of the business being separate from us. If the business is a, their own piece of paper, they can do whatever they want, then the liabilities and the equity are similar. They, that's what the piece of paper owes to somebody else. The liabilities are what they owe to a third party, not the owner. And the owner's equity is what is owed to the owner by the business. The assets, what's the, the assets are what the business has. Therefore, whatever the business has, the business owes to somebody. That's why their two things are equal, right? What the business has, the assets, are either owed to a third party or they are owed to the owner. Assets equal liabilities plus owner's equity. So that's going to be our accounting equation. So we've said it three different ways now, right? The double entry accounting system, someone can say, well, the total debits of all the accounts equal the total credits. Or they can say, well, the balance sheet's in balance. That's a double entry accounting system. Or they can say the balance sheet accounts being assets equal liabilities plus owner's equity. That's the accounting equation. Assets equal liabilities plus owner's equity. So we, the balance sheet is everything, right? The balance sheet is the double entry accounting system. The balance sheet has the assets. It has the liabilities, has the equity. That's the entire accounting equation. Now note that the accounting equation is an equation. It's algebraic equation with just three numbers in it. We can write it two different ways. So if we, if we were to subtract, for example, liabilities from each side, we would have assets minus liabilities equals equity. And that makes a lot of, that made a lot more sense to me when I first learned accounting because that, it makes sense that what the company owes minus what they owe to somebody else is what's owed to the owner. That's the book value of the company. The book value of the company means the assets minus the liabilities. That's what the company's worth on a book basis. So many people in finance and many nonprofit organizations actually represent it. This, this way of seeing it makes more sense. But on the accounting side, when we make the financial statements, we really want to see it the, the original way, assets equal liabilities plus equity, because that kind of lines up to the idea of what the company has and who the company owes it to. And that's going to be our major idea. It also lines up to the idea of the, you know, kind of the debits are on the left-hand side of the equal side and mainly the credits are on the right side of the equal sign in that type of thing. Now, of course, we can also represent this algebraically by saying assets minus liabilities, or I'm sorry, by assets uh, minus equity equals liabilities. That's correct algebraically. It doesn't really help much. You don't see it written that way. But if you saw a test question that said, is this technically right? Yeah, yeah that's right. It doesn't really help us. But yeah, you can, you can do that. All right, so now we're going to take a look at the income statement. So the income statement, we looked at the balance sheet as of a point in time. The income statement's going to have to say something like for the month ended or for the year ended, meaning it has a time frame. It has a beginning and an end. An income statement has to have a beginning and an end. An income statement is the story. So we talked about the, the guy falling off the cliff. We start a movie. The guy is falling off the cliff in the first shot. Well, we, we're going to have, that's the, we're going to say, well, how did that happen? That, we're going to have to see the story. We're going to have to watch the story to see that. If we see the, the balance sheet, hopefully the balance sheet isn't looking like someone falling off a cliff. Hopefully it looks good. But if we see the balance sheet, say we saw Bill Gates' balance sheet, and we say, hmm, he has $60 million. 
or $60 billion, you know, then we want to see the story. How did he get there? How did we get to that point in time? That's what the income statement's going to be. It's going to have some type of time frame. If we were to ask somebody, if we were to say, hey, how much money do you earn? They would have to make some type of assumption. Most people just assume in their head, they answer their own question. They say, well, they must mean a year. This is how much I earn a year. Or this is how much I earn a paycheck. Or this is how much I earn a week. We need to answer that question. If I was to ask, if I was to say it the other way, if I was to say that person over there earns $100,000, without me saying it, someone would automatically fill in. That must mean a year, probably. That would probably be the thing. But if we were talking about like Bill Gates, he probably earns like 100000 you know, a minute or something like that. So, so it, we, but the point is we need a time frame. The, the income statement makes no sense unless we have a time frame. That's what's going to be on the income statement. Now, the accounts on the income statement are going to be revenue or income. That represents what we have earned, not the same as cash. On an accrual basis, it will not be the same as cash. We'll talk more about that later, but keep those things separate. Revenue means we've done work, we've earned revenue. Cash is how we get paid, usually. One way we get paid, but we could get paid other different ways. People could, we could barter still. We could still barter if we wanted to. I do uh, my, what we do and someone else does what they do. We, we still earn revenue. And then we have the expenses. Expenses are can be defined as uh, assets that are consumed, or, or uh, liabilities that are incurred in order to generate revenue. Or you can kind of think about it as the same way as, as uh, the revenue, basically something that we're consuming in order to help us generate revenue. So for example, if we have the utilities, common expense, uh, the utilities means we spent the asset of cash in order to uh, have the utilities to use the utilities. So we consumed the asset of cash, that's the expense in order to help us generate revenue through utilities, or you can think of it as we consumed utilities. We consumed it. It's gone. We used it. Why did we use it? To help generate revenue for the goal of generation of revenue. If we think about wages, wages means we paid somebody. We paid someone cash. We, can, we used up the cash in order to help us generate revenue. Or we can think of it as we consumed the resource. We consumed the use of someone's labor in order to help generate revenue. Those are going to be expenses. If we take, the rev if we take revenue minus expenses, that gives us net income. So if I had revenue of 100,000, expenses of 60,000, we would then have net income. That's the bottom line. That's kind of like how we did the bottom line number on the income statement, net income, that would be 40,000. Once again, I'm, I haven't talked anything about debits and credits on the income statement. Why? Because the income statement is the end result that we give to somebody. And most people don't understand debits and credits. I'd like to, I would like to see it in terms of debits and credits, but we have to do this more bulky kind of income statement thing so that we can present it to somebody in a plus and minus format. If we were to stick that T account in there one more time, as we did on the balance sheet, we would see that the debits, as we first listed, would be in the would be expenses. The expenses are debits, and the revenue is credit. So if we went down the income statement, we got income. That's actually a credit. It's on the right-hand side of the T. So the revenue is on the right-hand side of the T. Expenses are debits. So if we were to put the, the T account in, into an income statement, again, we don't do this because we don't represent it this way. But if we were to do it and see where, you know, where those should line up, the revenues would be a credit. The uh, expenses would be debits. And then if we added up the debits and credits, they wouldn't be equal. And that could be disturbing at first glance. We said, hey, when we first showed this T account thing, we said that the total debits equal the total credits. That's one of like the three ways that we said that we could be in balance. So is it, why is it on the income statement? I don't see that we're in balance. The expenses, hopefully, the debits, the expenses, hopefully, are less than the credits, the, which is the revenue. 
And so what happened here? Also, I don't see anything related to the double entry account. I don't see the accounting equation. I don't see any assets. I don't see any liabilities. I don't see any equity section specifically laid out on this statement. Is it just that this statement is kind of tacked on to the double entry accounting system? Is it not part of the double entry accounting system? You know, how, how does it relate to the double entry accounting system? And the answer to that is it is part of the double entry accounting system. It's related to the double entry accounting system. It's going to be in the double entry accounting system. What it is, is it's going to tell the story. So remember that the balance sheet, where we're at a specific point in time, if we have 10,000 cash, that's what it is. We don't, we can't change that. We have 10,000 cash. The assets minus the liability is the equity section. That's the book value of the company. So let's say the book value of the company, the assets to minus liabilities is the equity of 68,000. That's where we are at as of a certain point in time. The income statement is telling the story of how we got to that 68,000. So the income statement, we said that the net income in this case was revenue of 100 minus the expenses of 60. We had net income of 40,000. So we can say, okay, my book value of my company is 68,000. If we're going to a bank and they're going to say, well, how did you get to the 68,000? How do you do? I mean, how is your business doing? Well, here's where we stand income uh, balance sheet. How did we get there? Well, last year we made 40,000. We had 100,000 of revenue. We had uh, 60,000 expenses. We had 40,000. That's contributing to, that's part of the capital count. That's telling you the story of that capital count, how we got to where we're at. Now, if you want to know more of the story, then we got to go further back. We got to go further back in time. So that's going to be similar to the to the movie that starts off with a person falling off the cliff. That's the beginning of the movie. If you want to know how he got there, you're going to have to go back. You're going to have to tell the story of the movie. And if you want more information, you have to go back before the story of the movie. Same thing here. If, the, if you want to know how I got to the 68,000, the bank's also often going to ask for the story, story, income statement. And uh, we might have to go one year back. We might have to go two years back. But that's going to be the idea of the relationship between the balance sheet and the income statement. All right, so we are now able to define and describe the double entry accounting system, write down the accounting equation and define each individual part, define and describe debits and credits, uh, define a balance sheet, list its parts, define an income statement, list its parts, and explain the relationship between the balance sheet and the income statements. Remember, you want, probably want to look at this one a few times. We're, we go over all the statements because we want to see how they're connected to each other how the double entry assist counting system is represented in the balance sheet, how the balance sheet is, is tied to debits and credits, how the idea that uh, the double entry accounting system can be re represented in so many different ways, meaning, and be the same thing, meaning we can say the total debits equal the total credits. We can say the balance sheet is in balance. We can say the accounting equation is in balance. These are all different ways of saying the double entry accounting system is, is working. We're in balance.